You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1507. Regular contributor Michelle Barr from Rightly Equestrian Center in Louisiana and myself share our top tack-fitting faux pas. Horse and Rider On Demand allows you to train smarter, not harder. Our training video collection featuring some of the industry's top Western professionals like Bud Lyon, Cody Crow, Ryan Rushing, and more can help you perfect your horsemanship and improve your performance in the arena. Get access to hundreds of videos and learn more about events like ranch horse versatility, reining, working cow horse, ranch riding, and more for just $14.99 a month. Watch anywhere, anytime. Horse and Rider On Demand can be streamed from any smart device. Visit ondemand.horseandrider.com to start your seven-day free trial. That's ondemand.horseandrider.com. And welcome back to the show, Michelle Barr from Louisiana, who's here to extemporaneously talk about bridal fit faux pas. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know about you, Coach Jen, but I when I go out to meet a rider for a lesson or, or in the warm-up, it, all of my girls will tell you this. The first thing I do is look at their bridle. Um, and just my own personal pet peeve on this is keepers that don't work. Ah! Okay, I agree. <laughs> I mean, it makes me crazy. It, I don't let them get all so cruddy and nasty and stiff that they don't move. Okay, because number one, that's a sign of bigger problems that you need to address immediately. But on the other hand, the ones that don't stay up make me insane too. So I've been known to cut those off. And you oh can get the, the rubber ones from, I think, Bit of Britain. Yes. And you slap the rubber suckers on there, and they're not going anywhere. And it makes it makes these girls, you know, if you got to, you know, use the same bridle on more than one horse. And they just get all been out of shape that they have to, you know, roll this rubber keeper around. But I love them because they stay put. Because they stay put, exactly. That was always, to me, the sign of a well-made bridle is that all of the mm-hmm. keepers and runners actually function the way they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bridle mm-hmm. I have right now, the, the runners fall off. Every single time I put the bridle on, I have to put them, slide them back up. And by the time I'm done riding, they've slid back down. And oh, it just makes me, makes me want to throw something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then my next in line is the throat latch that doesn't fit. Yeah, they usually I mean, make them long. They usually make them long enough around. that you could run them through the girth. You know, it should not flop when you trot. I'm sorry. It just should not. It needs to. Everybody check with your instructor or read up in your VHS handbook about the two ways that you can measure to get your throat latch the correct length. Now, I did have one. <laughs> the throat latch was too short on this really? girl that I was pulling at a show. <clears throat> And I did, this was early in my teaching career, and I did not go inspect your equipment as I should have. And I couldn't figure out why this horse just was going bananas and dumping her every five or ten minutes. And after the third time, she says, I don't want to get back on. So we start checking things. Well, doggone it. She was strangulating him. His throat latch wow. was so tight. Wow. The poor thing was, you know, you'd ask him to come around and, and go forward. And he's like, I'm sorry. I can't do that. It's cutting into my neck. So. Wow. I, that I've only seen once. The big flappy, floppy throat latch. You see that a lot. 
Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's a, a quick fix that's that we used to use because you don't always want to alter your tack or sure. you're not always in a position where you can is we used to, sure. we used to just take the, the throat latch and tie a knot in it. So the knot sat right between their jaw bones. Yep. Which would shorten it up yep, just enough. Trick. Yep. So it would stay where it was supposed to. Now, in driving, it's a little bit different. Glenn and I are learning all sorts of things about how harnesses should fit. Oh, and the, th- the throat latch on a driving bridle should be considerably more snug than what you typically see on an English riding bridle. And the, why is that? The reason being that because of the mass and I'm using that word correctly, the mass of a driving bridle. Yeah. If they put their head down and the angle of the rein is just so, or their friend, because they're driving in a team, reaches across and rubs their head, they can flip the bridle right up over their ears. Well, that would be a bad day. That would be a bad day. So they make it a little bit tighter. And what they also do is they have this little piece and it has a name, and it escapes me right now. <laughs> Might be a... No, I'm not going to say it because I'm not remembering the correct way. But the strap that goes between the noseband and the throat piece of a halter? Yes. It's one, of, tho- it's one of those, but it's removable. And then they use that on a driving bridle, and it goes from the throat latch to the noseband really? of the driving bridle. So that you can make the throat latch loose enough for comfort for the horse, especially if you have a high-headed one, and most driving horses are high-headed. Um, yeah. You can make it loose enough, but still don't risk the horse flipping the bridle over his head. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Yeah, I just learned that the other day because we were, te- we were harnessing up Scooter, and Wendy was here helping us out, Dr. Mm-hmm. Wendy from The Driving Show, and she said, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Your pony's, you're wrong here. Your pony's <laughs> going to take his bridle off if you're not careful. You need to get one of these little straps. So, wow. Yeah. yeah so that was that was a, a fascinating topic. But you're right. The the loose and flappy throat latch is all too mm-hmm. common. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or too tight brow band, and the, the poor thing is See, getting his little brain pinched. The too the too tight brow band. I have a good too tight brow band story for you because that's one of my pet peeves okay. as well. Um, when I bought Beaker. The lovely lady who allowed me to take him home, I had to do an interview mm-hmm. to have him, um, warned me ahead of time that he's a little head shy and that you have to put his bridle on. And when you put it on, you put the right ear in first and then the left instead of oh, the other way how around. How funny. Yeah, and I said, okay, fine. And got him home and I, I kind of stuck with that. But he was always a little wonky about getting his bridle on. Okay. And never really understood why he came with it. So I didn't think past that. And then... I got the urge to have myself a blingy brow band. Oh. So I got a blingy brow band, but I got the blingy brow band one size bigger than the bridle mm-hmm. was. Voila. Mm-hmm. 85% of head issues have disappeared. Amazing. He he didn't like it squeezing his leers. Well, I can't blame him. Yeah. So folks, if your horse is a little head that's, shy, check your brow funny. band. <laughs> That's excellent. That's very good to know. It, it, the cockeyed cavison. Oh well, that's really hard. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I gotta, I gotta go and give it a tug. I mean, I cannot see a cockeyed cavison without going and give it a tug. Yeah, you're right. It that's something that needs to be addressed before you get on. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. one of my one of my faves is when you have a bridle that's really a little bit too big for the horse. 
So the buckles on the cheek pieces are all the way up above his eyes and digging into his brow bone. <laughs> oh, I hate that. You see that one with Western bridles, too. Oh, you know, I've never, I've never had a look at those. Yes, sometimes you'll see that, too. So, folks, um, buy smaller cheek pieces. Take your bridle and get it altered. You, you know, you wouldn't want somebody digging a, bu- digging a buckle into your eyebrows for several That's hours true. each day. So, come on. Step up. It's true. Sure. Well, and then wonder why, you know, your horse has bad behavior. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, what I've discovered is, you know, equipment is, is a big deal. Most of them want to behave. Mm-hmm. So check your check your equipment. <laughs> it's amazing that they do for us, you know? Yeah. It, well, it is. And uh, we, need, we need to step up and take the responsibility part because they can't, they can't do it for us, right? Sure. That's it. Well, thank you very much, Michelle Barr from Louisiana, for oh, stopping welcome. by. Um, I know that you do. You still do clinics and judging and lessons all over the place. I do. So, I do. where can listeners find you if they want to have you come out to do a lesson, a clinic, judge at a horse show, or just quiz you? Just quiz me. I'm up for all of those things. So you can go to the webpage, and that's Ta-da! Thanks a lot. See you next time. Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>